Hey everybody, I'm Jeff, one of the pastors. We always say it, we're just, we're so grateful to be together. It's good to be together. That's what we're about here. And, uh, and it feels like we're together. I'm looking at you on, um, on the, uh, the gallery view in front of me on a giant monitor, so I get to see you. So if forever, for, you know, you think that maybe I'm looking at you, give me a wave, that'd be nice. I can see the chats pop up. Thank you. Who's the baddest of MCC? I don't even know who that is. Um, but I like the nickname idea. So we're, we're, we're all together here to get at, at church. And my mom's there. I see my mom. My mom, she got a Bible with color on every page. That's exciting. So um, yeah, we're together. Thanks, everybody. Hey, we, um, we're in this series called Refresh. And uh, it's about updating our rhythms. It's about updating our rhythms for a thriving faith today where we are. Here's the basic message, gang, of this uh, of this series, and that is that our rhythms are ancient rhythms. They're rhythms of worship, of gathering together, of 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 the the Lord's table, of um, being in under the ministry of the Word. All of those things are the rhythms that we've always done. But in today's world, the way it's going down right now, we have to refresh the way that we do that. And so it's like new wine into new wine skins. God's doing a new thing in a different way, and we're going to have to have different ways to make it happen. And you are all on board that train and uh, it's barreling down the tracks and we're having a great time doing it. Thanks be to God, right? I mean, how sweet is it to be his church and that nothing's gonna keep us from that. But we're refreshing the way we do it. And I love the word refresh because it's, it's not just, hey, we're gonna make it new, but it's also, it's refreshing because there's living water within us. And God is the refresher of our souls. And so that's what we're about. And today we wanna talk about refreshing our Sunday morning experience. We're gonna have to refresh, duh, our Sunday morning experience. We haven't had our Sunday morning experience the same way that we used to have it in, like, think, I think we're at six months, right? And so for six months, we've been having to figure out a different way to do Sunday mornings. And so that's what we're doing is we're refreshing our Sunday mornings. And so I just, I kind of want to come back to uh, what we're doing about Sundays and and do some reminders for you about how it is that we might be able to engage with this in the most um, uh, uh intentional, beautiful, spiritual, uh, effective way. How do we do Sunday mornings? Did you, by the way, did you guys see on Thursday night the, uh, the first NFL game happened? It was the Chiefs and the Texans. Shout out to uh, our Missouri friends, um, uh, Brady and Allison. So uh, at that game, you may have seen this, fo- you may have seen that, that these guys, this is Chloe and Hallie, they're, uh, they're little millennial youtube stars, and they sang the national anthem. And, uh, and what was interesting about it, as you may have noticed, is that when it was a virtual experience, and so it's like, let's rise for the singing of the national anthem. And all of a sudden, there was like these holograms almost out on the field, superimposed on the stadium. And it was these two singing the national anthem. And I thought to myself, that's actually pretty cool. It's a virtual way to do the national anthem. What a way to really to deliver us the content, right, of the national anthem, because you know that they got the best take and uh, their voices sounded the best. And so there were no mess ups and no embarrassing dishonoring of our country by goofing up the words. Like it was this perfect rendition. And then I start thinking, wow, that's kind of cool. That's not a bad, listen, look at how we're, where we've gone with this. That we're not gonna no longer have some sort of janky version of the, the national anthem at these games. We're gonna have the best version. And I'm like, I vote for Whitney Houston from 1991 Super Bowl. Like, like, let's do like at every game, like let's put on Whitney Houston. Why would we need to have the fourth grade choir do it from the local middle school? You know, like let's do Whitney 
at every game. Like we can deliver the best content. I just think that's kind of a fun thing. And, and then I started thinking, wait a minute, that's actually the way in which our virtual world is evolving. And, and that actually has some impact on like our church that we could actually just deliver the best content to you, but wouldn't we be missing something? I mean, I thought to myself, gosh, if you go down the line of, of Chloe and Holly singing the national anthem or Whitney at every single game, you know what we could do at church? We could play you sermons from Billy Graham or Martin Luther King Jr. or Billy Sunday or, or one of the famous pastors in the mega churches somewhere in, in Atlanta. Like we could give you the best content that would run circles around me and certainly circles around Ben, like lots of them. So uh, we could deliver you that content. And, and, and speaking of worship music, I think Whitney has a gospel album out. Let's just do Whitney Houston gospel music. And we would just deliver that to you guys and just stream it right to your realizing, no, wait a minute, right? That's not it. This isn't about delivering content. That's not what church is about. And I want to remind us that the Lord has called us to be together as his real church, real people gathered together in this moment with the gifts that he's brought here to be at Marin Covenant in Marin County for our ministry to our community and our country and the world. This is all of us together. That's real. And it's not about just delivering content. And we need to refresh our thinking that that's still what we're doing, even though we're on the screen with all of the things that are accessible to us on the screen, this is still the real us meeting the real God. Did you hear that? The real us meeting the real God together. I'm looking at your faces right now to see if that's resonating with you because I'm gonna keep preaching it if it isn't. Give me a little snaps if you're like, I, I hear you. The real us, thank you. I saw my mom do that. 80 year old snaps, that's cool. This is what we're gonna do. I wanna remind you, friends, remember what we preached about on, in August, August, March, before we did this, the verse in Hebrews that says that we are not to give up meeting together. We're not to give up meeting together. That's a truth that scripture teaches. And we, again, we keep referring to that ironically, that was our message before we got shut down and had to go away from our regular in-person gatherings. The scriptures teach you can't not meet together. You're God's people. You're to gather together and primarily anchoring all the ways in which we gather together and join community groups and mission teams and, and all that stuff is our Sunday morning experience. So we have to do this. It's what God's called us to. It's been that way from the very, very beginning. I mean, I mean, Jesus was raised from the dead on the first day of the week and that became the Lord's day. In fact, a week later, the disciples were in the room together. They were present together on the Lord's day, it says. And then the, the, and 50 days later, for example, Pentecost came when the Holy Spirit came to empower the church to be the church. They were together because it was that first day of the week and it had already become the Lord's day. And all through scripture, you see the church meeting together on this day because it's God's people mandated to be together. And I just wanna remind you of sort of why that is. Two quick things as a reminder, and this goes back to the, the sermon on March 8th. By the way, sermon on March 8th, if you missed that sermon, I want you to go back and watch it. It's on our website under Sunday Funday, hashtag Sunday Funday. Remember we started that series and then we bailed on it because we had to go away. Sunday Funday, there's a couple of sermons under that. One of them, March 8th, is this idea of not 
giving up meeting together. I'd like you to go see it. And maybe you need a refresher as you refresh your Sunday morning experience. Go and check that sermon out. In fact, if you check, if you watch that sermon and then you message me as you watch that sermon, I got a $5 bill with your name on it. You got that? Five bucks, five bucks. I'm gonna bring it to your house. I'm gonna bring a $5 bill to your house. You got that? All right, Walter Underhill, you got that? All right, Terry Reeves, I don't know where you live. I'm bringing $5 to your house. All right, March 8th, go watch that sermon. But we're in, we're in, this is two quick things. This is why we gather a reminder of the scriptural teaching. We gather on Sundays to encourage and spur one another on. That's what we do. And you know what? That's still happening. You see, we're making efforts to try to connect with one another, to try to engage with one another, on, uh, even if they were doing it on video screens. But we're still going to be able to encourage our gifts and you and your gifts with one another and your love and your encouragement with each other, just being present encourages and spurs one another on. There's something greater than the sum of its parts at work here, friends, that when we gather together, that's why we ask you to turn on your video camera if you're, if you're comfortable. Now, clearly, if you're like, I am not comfortable, then we were like, great, then watch from that, uh, that, that vantage point and that's no problem. But we encourage you to do it because part of being engaged with one another is old and new friends. And we are just trying to spur one another on when we are together, this people thing, it's not just a people thing, it's fundamentally a Holy Spirit in people thing. And that translates even across distance and even across virtual platforms, that the Holy Spirit empowers and gifts us to minister to one another. And again, the power of God pouring out when we dwell together in unity, even if it's seeing your friends that you haven't seen in person for a while. There's something powerful about that reality. Oh man, I mentioned in this sermon that I'm paying you five bucks to go back and watch Psalm 133, which Ben and I have both preached on the last couple of years. But this idea that when we live together in unity, it's like oil being anointed on us in abundance, meaning it's like the Holy Spirit falls in power on us when we're together. God shows up in that when we're engaged with one another and even being engaged virtually, that happens. And so we really want you to, um, to remember that we're here to encourage and spur one another on and this is just the beginning and then the more you connect in smaller groups during the week, the more that will happen, right? But we gather together, encourage and spur one another on and we also gather together on Sundays to remember who he is and what he has done. We remember who he is and what he has done. This is what worship is about. You see, we see God. We stop and reflect on who he is. We open our eyes to the truth about him. We rehearse the truth about him in all that we do. All the elements of our liturgy of how we worship is to open our eyes and remind us of who God is and what he has done. And so we, um, uh, we then respond to him. That's what worship is. This passage I want to share with you from Revelation chapter four, um, it, it's, a, it, it's a passage about worship. And the reason I want to share it with you is I want you to notice that these beings that are seen in heaven around the throne of God have eyes all over them. Listen to the text and, and it'll be on your screen there. In the center around the throne, there were four living creatures and they were covered with eyes. This is a picture in heaven of, of all that's going on in heaven around the throne of God and the lamb who is Jesus who has saved the world. 
They were covered with eyes in front and in back. Verse seven, the first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. And the third had the face of a man. And the fourth, like a flying eagle. This comes out of Ezekiel as well. Ben will give you five bucks if you go back and study Ezekiel. Verse eight, each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered, there it is again, with eyes all around, even under its wings. Now, now, uh, now look, at, come back to me real quick. When you see this text, the first thing it says is they had eyes in front and the back. And the next part of the text said that it had eyes all over, even under its wings. They had six wings, which is a picture of angel seraphim from Isaiah. But it then says, then day and night, they never stop saying, holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. With their eyes, they saw God clearly. They were nothing but eyes. They had a face, they had wings, but they had eyes everywhere. And the picture is they could see him like we don't totally see him yet, but they could see him as he was. And when they saw him as he is, then they fell down and worshiped holy, holy, holy. Above everything, is this God who was and is and is to come. They saw his majesty and his beauty and his glory, his radiance, his visually eternal, spectacular presence because they had eyes to see. That's what we do when we gather together. So the two things, this is all in review, the two things that we gather together for is to spur and encourage one another on because the Holy Spirit comes when we're together. And second, we rehearse these truths when we see God like we forgot to see God. And then we respond to him in worship. And that changes our lives by aligning us to him and being enamored of him and being drawn to him and having that beautiful, healthy fear of this great and glorious God who loves us, right? Oh man, that's so good. So this is what we're about. We gather for those things. So in just a couple minutes I've left, I wanna ask then how do we refresh that? That's what churches have always done. That's what we've always been about. We can't stop meeting together, but virtually how are we gonna refresh, refresh that? And I got two points. One is we gotta figure out how to be here, how to be here. We gotta figure out how to be here, how to be present, how to be in this place, engaged and ready and um, uh, and in engaging with these truths of that we're together and God's spirit is among us and that, um, uh, that God is so glorious and we have eyes to see him. How do, we, how do we refresh that? We gotta be ready to be here. I'm gonna say be ready to be here because again, you're the choir and now I'm preaching to you because you're already here. So the message isn't like, hey, you gotta get here because you're already here. Although that is it because we do know that that you know, 80% of success is showing up. So you're here, you're here. But is there also a presence to being here? Is there an encounter to being here? Is there a, a I'm aware and I'm fully engaged and I'm here? This is the challenge on Zoom, isn't it? I mean, this is the challenge when you're on the screen. And I hear it from a lot of people that are like, I, and I'm on Zoom all week long and I'm so sick of Zoom. And we have Zoom fatigue, or I just don't like being on it anymore, or when I look at the screen, and we're sort of, sort of used to when there's a screen in front of us, like I talked about the national anthem, when there's a screen in front of us, we sort of just consume the content that is being delivered to us. But we do that in, with our own whims, and in our own way, and with our own energy, and we're sort of half checked in and half checked out. Friends, if we're gonna refresh our Sunday experience, and this is how we're doing it right now, then we're gonna need to be ready to be here. 
Okay, I want you to mouth, be here, so I can see that you're listening to me, all right? Yeah, I saw that, Jack. Chris Mancini, you just smirked. Just say it, be here, yeah. All right. We gotta be present. We gotta be engaged in it. We gotta tune in. That's why Zoom is so fatiguing, right? It's because you actually do have to tune into someone because you're looking them in the eye and they know when, you, when you've kind of gone off and you're not paying any more attention. Well, this is the Lord's day and these are God's people and we gotta engage and be here. So that's one truth. How do we refresh? Let's show up ready. Let's show up anticipating. Let's show up rested. Let's, let's, let's show up knowing that this is gonna be hard because it's a screen and we're gonna lose focus but that we want to be fully present for one another and for God. Now, secondly, and probably more importantly, not only are we going to be here, but let's live into the truth that Jesus is here. Now you hear all that? I, we're here. Hey, I'm going to be here, we say. But more importantly, let's refresh this Sunday morning thing by remembering that Jesus is here in this place. Jesus is in this place. It's easier to remember it when we're all in the big room together and we have the subwoofers going and the people singing next to us and we feel the energy of the crowd and we pray over this room. And you know, it's hard to not miss that Jesus is in this place when we're back in this room. But I wanna remind you of who this God is and he's present in our experience now. And so we need to remember that and come to him. This is how we're gonna refresh our Sundays, guys. We're gonna come to him believing that he is in this experience. Whoa, that starts to change things. If God is really in this place. So instead of consuming information, we're now interacting and engaging and actively embracing the presence of God in everything that we do. And in just a couple of minutes, I'm just gonna zoom through a list that's gonna come up on the left-hand side of the screen and remind us like, right, how is it that I engage with the fact that God is really in this place? I mean, in getting ready to be here, friends, we need to not say to ourselves, okay, I guess church is meeting for Zoom. It's kind of fun from time to time. You're never sure what's gonna happen because sometimes we do crazy things, but I, I, I think I'll just, I'll tune in today to see what's up. No, 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 no. We actually go, oh no, Jesus is there because that's the body he's asked me to be connected to and committed to. And so when we get ready to, we say to ourselves, oh, I'm gonna go meet with the Lord. I'm gonna go meet with Jesus. I mean, I dare you to say to your family next week, hey, five minutes and we're gonna go meet because Jesus is gonna be in that place. That changes how we engage and see him with our eyes open. That he's really present in this deal. So getting ready, we engage with him. Seeing old and new friends, we engage with him. I mean, again, this is so much easier when we're out in the lobby and you see your friends and you're like, oh, and you see the, the warmth and not just the social connection, but you see the spiritual power you get from some encouragement or some, some touch or somebody laying a hand on your shoulder and praying for you. Hey, listen, friends, we can do that here. You shoot text messages, you shoot chats. It is okay with us if during the sermon, God prompts you to love and embrace somebody, share a verse, give a word, have a prophecy, do whatever it takes to engage with one another. That is totally cool. But just even in seeing one another, there's power in that because the Lord is present in that. When you see your friends, when we say to one another, the Lord be with you, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord shine on you today. May God speak to you. Listen, let's engage with one another on that way. You're so good socially. You really are. You're so good socially. 
And I know you can chat it up. I know that you can um, um, be sweet with one another. But let's remember that Jesus is in this place. That's the whole point of these things. And Jesus is between you and every other person here. And if it's a new person, would you say, oh, Jesus, would you meet that person? I don't even know who that is, but meet their longings today. If it's somebody that you know well, would you shoot them a message and say, listen, I'm going to pray for you this week. And what is it that I can lift before the Lord? If it's a word that comes to mind that you would shoot it to them and say, hey, this verse comes to mind, maybe God has it for you today. But that Jesus is involved in our engagement with one another. That will refresh how we do church rather than watching on a screen and just being a consumer of some information that's coming our way. How about when we receive the word? Receiving the word, we come together and we, 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 we get into the sermon time. Listen, we are not unaware of this reality. One human talking without a dialogue is the least effective form of communication on God's beautiful earth. And then his church decided that's how we're going to teach the word. It's just so hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know. I know. It's hard for me and I'm talking. Like, so I know it's hard for you. Friends, if Jesus is in it, that's why I start every time praying like this. Oh God, you come speak to me. I don't want to miss the word that you have for me then it's going to take all of our adult discipline. And if we got kids running around to help them figure that out in age-appropriate ways, to be in the word, to look at what it says, to keep engaging with God and listen. We're going to try to do 15, 20, 25-minute sermons at the most because on this venue, it's harder to pay attention. But we're going to ask you to engage with it and to say that God is in this place and he's got a word for me and I've got to listen. I've got to be on the edge of my sofa. I don't know how hard that is, but that's going to be on us to do that if Jesus is in this place. And on and on it goes. Look at the next one, announcements, meaning God is in announcements. Listen, I don't want you to hear announcements and go, oh, I don't have kids. Okay, next announcement, or I'm going to go get a refill of coffee. Listen, you know what you should be doing during announcements? If Jesus is in this place, you should say, oh, Jesus, look at what's happening in our children's ministry. Oh, Jesus, look at what's happening in our ministry around the world and our hearts for justice and inequality. God, look what's happening in our church for students. Look at how you're at work, God. You come and you do more. Come, Jesus, into that. This is the work of Jesus in our midst. And so if he's here, we engage with announcements in a super deep and spiritual way. Same with the offering. The offering, listen, the offering. How do we do the offering? I so wish that we were in the church where we passed the plates. Do you know why? It's so weird, right? Passing the plates, such an odd concept. We put money in the plate, but because it's such a powerful liturgy for us to say, God, here's everything I have and I give myself to you and here's my tithe to show you that I'm invested in the kingdom. And we take these moments even on Zoom, friends. And I hope when we do it, I hope that if you've got a, like, like Linda and I do, we've got our online giving automatically sent to the church so that we can invest around the world in ministry. I mean, that's just pragmatic and awesome. But in addition to that, when we meet on Zoom, can we take those moments when we're doing our offering and not just go, oh, I already sent my check and I'm kind of checked out, but to say, Lord Jesus, every penny, every widow's might, every sacrificial gift, all of the dollars that I'm giving God. It's a symbol that my heart is in the kingdom. My, my, my efforts are in the kingdom. I love your will, God. I want you to love this world. I want people to know you the way that I know you. I mean, let's just be in 
on our investments. We're inter- interacting with a Jesus who is present. I would refresh how we come to the offering week in and week out. Oh, and there's more. There's more of the things we do. The Lord's table that we stop and say, Lord, you have died for me. And I receive that gift again today when we do that. When we engage in prayer and Pastor Ben prays over our church or Pastor Courtney or Danny or any prays over our church, over the world, that we would engage with it, that we would say the words in our heads, that we would listen to every word of the prayer, not just sort of tune out until we hear amen. And that's our idea, to, that's our clue to open the eyes. No, we would engage with God in it. And man, how do we even not talk about worship music on, at a moment like this, that when we, we have to do worship music over Zoom. This tech team's done an amazing job to figure out how to do that. But friends, we don't just deliver content to you and you go, that's a nice song. Or you go, I don't really like that song. That's not what worship music is about. Worship music is about receiving this poetic gift from the Lord, this spiritually inspired, centered on God's word form of music, art, worship, to lean into the Lord with all of our hearts. And I know that's the hardest part. It's when you're home and it's on the little speakers on your computer and you're not feeling the whole thing. It's hard to engage. But we could refresh our Sundays if we lean into every line and every word of every song and go, come on, God, this, I don't even know that I'm feeling this right now, but by faith, I'm like, make this true in my life. Make this true in our ministry around the world. Let me speak. Speak in to the kingdom by the words that I'm reciting when the song is playing. What's all this about? This is all of us figuring out how to be here because Jesus is here. That's us being here, the real us, because Jesus is actually in this place. If we keep that in mind, we wouldn't just refresh how we do worship in the Zoom global pandemic era. We would refresh who we are as God's people who gather together on the Lord's day. Church, may the real you show up. Connect with the real Jesus who is present in this place. For we are not just delivering content for you to consume or worse, for you to judge. We're gathering together as the people of God, eyes open front and back and all around and even under our wings to see God as he is and then respond in worship. Here is my heart, God, the real me. I give myself to you. That's what he does when the Lord's people gather. Let's exercise that and respond in worship and may he refresh how we do this on Sundays together. Let's worship together.